just became a raven. Your art matters. It's what got me here. Hello and welcome to the Ravens, a One Tree Hill podcast. I'm Simon and I love One Tree Hill. And I'm Dom and I've seen 47 episodes of One Tree Hill. And tonight's episode for debate is Season 3, Episode 2, From the Edge of the Deep Green Sea. Error. Reconfiguring. Perspective, nephew. I'm here to adjust yours. It's going to have problems with her hands. Someone, yeah. She can pick up plates and not feel that they're boiling. You uh-huh. know, she's got asbestos fingers. They're going to be rough. What is that? Is that a like, crow's foot? What the fuck? At the cafe, like, can I can I see something Italian? Can I see that it had an impact on you? Can I see that what Keith and Lucas went through for them six weeks that you were away were worth it, Karen? Karen! You know, like the person you've become, then do something about it, because no one's going to do it for you. Karen! Where wild dreams are born? Wait, why are you making this shit up? What do you, what's wrong with you? Be- no, not Philip. Felix. <laughs> Felix not working. Felix, it's over. <laughs> the asthma's doing you wonders. I watched him have a shit in an alley and I watched him kiss his first girlfriend. Must have been a big dog. <laughs> when do you plan to start living? Hello, mate. All right, guys. How you doing, boozy? That's a one dunk and you're done kind of biscuit. I'm not fucking about, mate. He's like, don't be mean, no, Simon. Listen, keep being mean. I'm going to make you call me Colonel, okay? ATM over here. You just become a raven. Love that. Love that. Love that. Don't in the snow. Keith, what is slab and beef? Absolutely. A las cuevos, a One Tree Hill podcast. Soy Simon, why me encanta One Tree Hill. Holiday. I was not expecting that. <laughs> So hello and welcome to the Ravens of One Tree Hill podcast, where it's always 10.30 at night, so it's time to grab the snacks on the sweet cupboard, move on upstairs and settle in, as tonight's episode for debate is Season 3, Episode 2, From the Edge of the Deep Green Sea. Dom, we are here, and we are alone, my friend. How are you? Yeah, I'm very well, thank you. Back in uh, Poddington, as I called it last week, and this, this is my thing, I call it Poddington, and we're alone again, us two, this is two in a row, are we going to get a hat trick out of this? <laughs> that would be a bit, <laughs> that would be funky. <laughs> I, it's, I get more nervous when we're alone. It's, more, <laughs> it's just us. I get more nervous for the editing. <laughs> Like, <laughs> uh, are we going to be taken off at, at any point? Like, uh, are, is iTunes going to realise what what we're saying and remove us <laughs> forcibly removed? What? Ha- anyway, how are you? Have you have you you've been okay? Had a good week? I mean, we've we've talked a lot, 
but you know i just i want to i want to share it here we've i want to share your feelings on your we've spoken a lot in private about how garbage this week has been because (laughs) somebody two people two people from uh within my organization decided to go on holiday at the same mother fucking time and because of that (laughs) that left a lot of pressure on myself you then asked me who authorizes these holidays well it's me which makes it even more annoying (laughs) but there you go so it's been a pain an absolute pain i've been you know when you're like scared to answer your work phone (laughs) because you don't know what's gonna happen yeah 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 well i've had situations so like at the peak of lockdown like the first one here um i I was too I was too scared to 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 even look at yeah exactly like you said like look at my phone it wouldn't even have to ring it'd just be like I put it on do not disturb and leave it in the corner so that nothing buzzes through and then think when I touch my phone and it lights up is there going to be 400 messages saying like this has all gone horrendously wrong and it's a horrible feeling but you know one thing you have to keep saying to yourself is you it it will have an end you know you'll get through the other side you know whether that means it's a bit more work for you now um to make it a bit easier or you've got a bit more work coming and then eventually it'll it'll go away and it'll get better so that's keep keep that in mind my friend you'll be fine well you, you'll get there the colonel the colonel doesn't muck about <laughs> i tell you what the, when they get back from holiday they're gonna find out who the colonel is because there's been oh. like, when people go you really start to see the fabric unravel and then you see what was underneath the rug that they've swept underneath it and a lot of the times it's um uh, hot trash hot yeah. trash <laughs> Uh, so, yeah. but before before i left my my previous job i used to work with two other managers so there's three of us running this department and th- this was like i'd just come out of the online section i've been asked to to work on the food departments to kind of fix them because the other two managers were so poor and um it's like when they're on holiday and away from the business like it gave me the opportunity to fix things mm-hmm. which is really good because it's like okay the bit that they normally look after they're not going to be here so i'm going to look after that now and it starts to improve and this is when like you know you hope other people realize it as well that they're just shit (laughs) and and like right and it's kind of that perfect time i suppose for you as like the head of the organization you can turn around and go well i've managed to do it in the time that you're off Mm. like why can't you handle it Mm. so yeah when i when i was the when i was the manager of the of the of the um like grocery department in in welling and the, the sainsbury's in welling garden city i'm gonna say it say it out loud um i had a little whiteboard on on our racking that was just for like me and my staff to like do hand do handover notes and communication and say okay you know charlie worked this today bob worked that today callum worked that today that kind of thing and uh in the end i gave up with writing <laughs> writing anything like that on there because they didn't pay the slightest bit of fucking attention to it so i just wrote be less shit <laughs> <laughs> that was what was on it the whole time the thing is i never got in trouble and they loved it so it was all okay <laughs> i thought for some reason you're gonna say you just drew a massive penis <laughs> just, <laughs> just left it there 
That, n- not this time. <laughs> One of my, I think I might have said it on the podcast before. I think I've told you before, but my favourite, like West Ham, the football team we support, the fans are infamous for being, just being hilarious, but maybe not meaning to be, but like Cockney, East End sort of geezers. And uh, what this guy said, uh, people were leaving the game early. This was a couple seasons ago when we were playing really trash. And uh, he was, they were leaving early and this guy just shouted as he was leaving, Improve! <laughs> <laughs> it was just so funny. What a, I just imagine if someone was able to hear that on the pitch. Oh, I, I should improve. <laughs> Get better. Okay, this sounds good. Be better. Maybe win games. Oh, what a great advice. But the, so I would just share this one thing. So uh, my work phone rang yesterday. You know how you were, you were just saying that when people go, you can kind of, you can kind of see where things really lie. I kind of remembered this week that, uh, you know, not trying to be like egotistical here, but kind of remembering, oh yeah, I'm actually quite good at this. Like this was kind of, this yeah. was kind of my thing. Like this is a, you know, <laughs> uh, there was a reason why I started doing this in the first place. And because the company got bigger and everything, I kind of ended up in a job role that I never planned on or expected to be in. It just kind of happened as it expanded. And in all honesty, I don't like my job, like the job that I'm in. I liked my job that I'm covering, the job that I used to do, because it's it's hands-on and talking to people and working with, you know, the people we're supporting and, and so on and so forth. But right, anyway, my phone rang. And, uh, and the reason I say this is because I don't know how the person that I'm covering would have reacted to the heat that came off of this woman on the phone. So this woman rang, she's a social worker. <laughs> she doesn't know me. She doesn't know anyone in the organization. She doesn't even know what our service does. Doesn't even know. She hasn't Googled it, nothing. Just call, makes this phone call and has a complaint about something um, that she had misunderstood and that she had messed up anyway turns out once we sorted it all out but she just come on with so much heat who are you like she i answer her hello this is simon who are you i'm simon oh what do you do within the organization that's what i want to work out uh well i'm blah 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 blah. can i ask who you are she said i fucking own it (laughs) and she was like what is what is it what what is it your service and i explained the patter you know that that we have blah 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 blah. okay okay well can you explain this can you explain that why is this that and this that and the other whatever and i had to just be like sorry before we go any further can we just bring it down a little bit like <laughs> like i don't understand why you're like why you're so angry or why this is why this is so tense like let's have a conversation let's work it out we all want to do the same things like we want what's best for you know the the person we're talking about i was like we're good people we do a good job and i was like we're cqc outstanding we're we're good like let's work this out Uh, i mean you could argue that was borderline patronizing but at the same time she was so angry and she was just like and she kept trying to cut me off and i was like if you're going to ask me a question, can you let me give you the answer? <laughs> like, otherwise, why are you asking it? And I think sometimes people don't know how to handle you when you're being that honest. Like I had once mm. I had a, a meeting where this woman was just going off, like completely off. And she'd never even visited our place of work, which, again, 
like we're we're five star reviewed like we've we've got a really good reputation and i was like excuse me have you ever been to the place have you ever seen or met anyone no I was like, no. And this is in the meetings right, with other people from her, from the council and all these other places. She's like, no. And I was like, can I have an apology? <laughs> and she was like, what? <laughs> I was like, can I have an apology? Because you're just making these outlandish statements and you have nothing to back it up with. And in fact, we're great. Like, we do a great service. And there was like, <laughs> I was like, what? Ask anyone you want. And she apologized on the spot. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I was like, like straight away. Yeah, and I was like, that's okay, don't worry. So just keep going. <laughs> but I think sometimes people now call me Colonel. <laughs> Get your phone out. Go to iTunes. Yeah. Five stars now. <laughs> I think. I, I, also, I've had many situations where, just so in knowing that I'm not uh, thinking that I'm amazing and great, because there's many situations where I've completely messed up where someone's being really nice and i thought that they'd been being a dick and i've like then gone off on that like there's many times i've misinterpreted got things wrong made a million mistakes but the one thing i've tried to be consistent with is how i would talk to you is how i'll talk to anyone you know i try and stay the same in every single setting i might change my language like in terms of if I'm talking to someone we're supporting or whatever, I'll you know I'll be more careful with what I'm saying in terms of you know cursing and swearing and whatever. Not that we swear that much anyway, unless it's Haley. Fuck you, Haley. But you know, uh, <laughs> but I try and be. Or your intro last week. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I try and be consistent in all of the settings because then you're just being real, you know. And I think sometimes people especially when they're like in professional settings, they don't know we we're we learn to put up these like superficial facades and barriers, you know, um, which are just untrue. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely. And it's something that is very relatable and uh, I completely get it as well. Cause I, I, you know, I come from a background of working with the general public. So the, the people that are scrutinizing you are either uh, like, I mean, you and your, and your business or trying to scrutinize you, you know, for no reason at all are, either professionals that work in that field that don't understand what you're doing or haven't even bothered to inquire mm. or, you know, customers, aren't they? So this is kind of, uh, I kind of know the customer side of it and, you know, the people from the positions above that scrutinize your job and they haven't done it for, you know, 30 years and it, mm. and the, the job has evolved so much that it's like, how could you possibly, how could you possibly make a complaint about it when you have absolutely no idea what goes into it and goes, you know, goes behind it, but... Uh, uh, when in my current job, there was a like a meeting that we had, and there was a kind of a like a little sort of quiz question that went around, and it was, "What is your superpower? What do you see as your superpower?" And uh, you know, I had to think about it for a little while, but actually, I think mine was the ability to calm any situation down. Yeah, you're good at that. I, I've, I've, I've just had it so many times where things have kicked up whether that's in a meeting and it just starts to get a bit loud exactly like you did and just look let's just drop that level let's bring that right down and you know manage to just calm any situation to like a brawl literally i've had people fighting and blood everywhere and it's kicked off and they're rolling around on the floor to then having a laugh and a chat with them like three minutes later you know it's it's crazy it's crazy but it's you know and i think you're very similar with that you have that kind of 
let's call it a superpower that that entity within you to be able to just go no hang on a minute let's 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 tone that down let's fix that and let's discuss that it doesn't need to be at level 10 let's let's talk at let's talk at level five and then you know if you start working your way up again i'll knock you back down again. <laughs> and, and and people won't really notice it like immediately that you'll you'll do it kind of gently and edge your way in and then if it becomes a bit too like exactly like that person like you don't know about my service you can't say that apologize <laughs> it's when you've got it's when you've got to that limit as well is that you have to go no no, no actually i'm going to step in now <laughs> i think you're very good at that well, you've been good at that from like day one i remember when we were kids you were always like calm and calming things um so yeah you for sure have those natural abilities um one other thing I just wanted to touch on before we before we get into One Tree Hill is you posted on the Mighty Ravens Instagram, the Mighty Ravens on Instagram, links below, <laughs> a screenshot of you and me going back and forth on voice notes. And for anyone that doesn't know or didn't see that, Dom and I pretty much exclusively communicate using voice notes on WhatsApp and, and GIFs you know and occasionally <laughs> occasionally were a couple words but we generally voice note and these voice notes can range from anything from a minute to like five minutes long <laughs> and uh oki one of our ravens messaged me earlier and was like you guys she was like why don't you just pick up the phone and call him <laughs> And, you know, I didn't answer it. I just kind of did, like, a laughing emoji. But, you know, the reason why is because sometimes there'll be a couple hours in between the voice note. It's like we do it. It's like doing it on our break, you know, or in between things. Or it's like it's like when we're on the phone, it's a consistent conversation. But some of them the other day, like a particular bit, I was making dinner, I think, in between doing... I don't know what you were doing on your end, but it was so funny like it was cracking me <laughs> up and i was thinking this is a shame that this isn't on the podcast somewhere and i was thinking maybe as like a raven exclusive on ravenshoops.net maybe we could i'd have to listen back and maybe cut out a few things if there were names and things. <laughs> but maybe i could as a bonus just put together there's probably like 20 minutes worth of our back and forth mortgages and all types of stuff it's all it's all real responsibilities oh. speaking of which how's your how's your how's your uh how's your accommodation going like a couple it's... people ask because we mentioned it on the podcast you're in the process of a uh, closing on a property yes indeed uh thank you for everyone who has inquired that's very kind of you i um i'm kind of at a weird stage like you are just you are just the middleman of all the other services that you use so you've yeah. got the, the mortgage the mortgage geezer the solicitors and the estate agents and one will email you about the other and tell you you know they haven't received this bit of information it's like actually they fucking have here's a copy of all the emails i've sent them which i've had to do three times the mm-hmm. estate agent has contacted me three times on three separate occasions to say the solicitors haven't had this information from you and i was like they have because here's the entire conversation and i've i've then forwarded every single email and gone look at this email chain you will see all that information is in there and they've even like approved it and moved on to the next stage and they're like oh yeah oh sorry and it's just like, oh Oh, is that, was that too difficult for you to, like, read back through a load of fucking messages, was it? Ah, oh, what a shame. <laughs> and what's more annoying is that my solicitor is the same as the the people selling solicitor. 
They don't fucking talk like they're they're the same company. Like two they don't de- fucking two talk departments are the same. They actually the guy is in the same desk clump. He could just stand up and just go, "Hey, Malcolm, did you receive? Yeah, all right, great." <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Just stick your head around the the the, the divider between your desk. You know, keep two meters apart. Let's stay safe in this day and age. Yeah. But just say exactly, hey, Malcolm. Have you got that email from whatever? And he'd be like, "Oh yeah, Dave. Yeah, here it is. E- easy." You know, I don't know why solicitors all sound like they've they've got problems. Hello, Dave. All right, man. Hello, Dave. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna paint the uh, paint the shed at the weekend. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> kind of paint you gonna anyway. Let's do some law. <laughs> let's do some legal stuff. Yeah. I've got a stamp here. Let's do stuff legally. <laughs> so that's pretty much all it is, isn't it? <laughs> Actually, I've I've got a form that I need to fill in. I need someone to witness it. Do you want to be my 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 form filling witness? Yeah, I do. You know, I there you do. Go. You had it here on a I had it here on the podcast, the second most anticipated podcast of the year. You know how to grease my gears, don't you? Make me <laughs> sign a, a form as a witness. Say up. <laughs> <laughs> but like with the with the bit of with that bit of paperwork that I have to fill in mm. and sign, and then get you to counter sign mm. if you don't mind. Mm. They they sent me a list of like fourteen things that need to go with it. Anyway, I went through this list. It turns out there's only two things that need to go with it, uh, and then like part of it is information from the mortgage, like from the bank, and part of it is information about like buildings insurance. So I've messaged the mortgage advisor and said, "Can I have this bit of information?" Because I don't have that. And then I messaged the solicitor and said, "I don't have." buildings insurance because i don't mm. own the building mm-hmm. so so what, what what do you want me to do about that and then the the mortgage advisor gets back to me is like yeah the banks don't release that information so the solicitor has to get in touch with the bank so i, I then relay that to the solicitor the solicitor then emails me back like fairly quickly to be fair i'll give them a bit of credit where it's due and they said oh yeah you don't need those bits of information because it's a like a leasehold building like it that's due to the council they need the building's insurance you don't need it I like, okay, and then like the mortgage thing, yeah, don't worry about that either. So like, what? Why put it in all the fucking paperwork then? Why ask for it if it is not necessary? Why are you, you know, intentionally trying to kill me? They and stress me out. They act like they've never done it before. It's like you're the first person in history to buy a property. You know, they've. Ne- I don't know how it works. Where does the insurance go? It's like, well, you do this every single day for a living, don't you? You knob. You're literally property solicitors that is actually on the fucking paperwork that gets sent to me every week when i have to fill something in or send something back you know it got to a point where they were like you can just e-sign this if you want because i kept questioning why i had to send this bit of paper and i just went yeah okay fine i'll e-sign it and just like typed in my name and emailed it back and they're like okay thanks that's great you know just because i'm getting to a point where i'm starting to question whether they're actually like legit <laughs> like who are you fucking people do you ever think about like uh, i'm gonna say it like jesus times you know like the bible like it was a long time <laughs> ago time. yeah I, no one knows really when it was it was a long time ago right yep there's a big part right, of you it? that wants to say things isn't it because isn't it like is, is year zero like you know there's bc oh, I was say, and it was a that it's about 2,000 years ago, anyway. <laughs> a couple thousand, give or take. Might have been three, might yeah. have been four, might have been 500. No one knows. All right, Malcolm. But the... <laughs> you know, let's just say Jesus times, right, back then. 
Like, yeah. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like you could just be like walk around and be like, "There's a good little place here, like in the woods or wherever or wherever we are in the world." Uh, I'm just going to build a house here. I'll take this. I'll take this. I'll take this space. I'll make a fence. I'm like, I'm not going to take the piss. Like, I'm just going to do a, an acre or two. And I'll take this. You think even in but Jesus' then, times, you need to have a piece of paper. You had to have a Malcolm and witness but, your paper. But then we got to the time of the Crusades, right? So we've gone just... Nah, we've gone you've gone over my head, times. mate. You've gone all over my head. Go on. Okay, so we got knights in shining armor. Okay, like, I'm back. Basically, I'm back. Wear, wear, wear a flag over it, and they're going around. But you know, we're not talking about knights. We're just talking about you know your, your generic, you know, Bob and Malcolm going like down a road. Wait, are these go, are these King Arthur times now? We're out of Jesus times, King Arthur times. We'll move on to King Arthur times. Yeah, okay. yeah, sure. We're like that kind of ballpark, and they go, "Hey, there's a house that's been here since Jesus times." <laughs> I quite like that house and and there's there appears to be vacant I think I would quite like to own it oh I, you know I'm, I'm gonna move in and then you know Malcolm the 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 post Jesus time solicitor pops up and says have you filled in these 19,000 pieces of slate <laughs> um, <laughs> and and you know have you signed this and have you signed that and have you had you know this random person etch their name into it as well so that we know that you know you are you and it's been verified and you know have you got 17 forms of ID because you know obviously we we, we need to see your picture 400 times before you can own this tiny Jesus time hut is that okay is that all right and it's like, well, actually, it's it's kind of put me off buying it. I'm just I'm just going to pitch my tent over here, and you know, I'll be in there if you need me. Are you saying <laughs> that was perfect, <laughs> by the way? But are you say, are you saying that in King Arthur times, people were just saying, "Oh, I'll take that," and just taking what they want? So, like, you no, don't, I'm, if I'm, I was I'm there saying they in wanted the house, to. Okay, if I was in the house, and I'm like, "Well, what are you doing? I built this house." It's mine. Yeah, you, would they yeah. have left me alone? Get off my land! <laughs> it was one of those moments. But they okay. It depends. Are you are you selling? Like, well, let's let's say we've got you in your in your Jesus time. Maybe your, your post Jesus. You're in your Jesus time. Yeah. 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 I started in, in Jesus, Jesus time. time. Yeah. You've been in you've been in your heart for five years, but your heart you've outgrown it, and you want something bigger. Yeah. So. You, you you find another bit of land that's a bit it's right next door to yeah. where you are in fact yeah and you build a bigger hut okay you still got that small hut yeah so you say you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna put that small hut on the market okay and then you have and then you have 80 people literally come into your little hut and do different surveys for absolutely everything and then they send you these surveys and you have to read them all and or, or the person that's buying it so let's say me i'm gonna come and buy your little hut because i like it yeah. i have to read every fucking bit of information on those horrible 80 surveys mm. that i've just received i don't care where the water comes from i just care that it continues to flow i don't care what wind turbines have been built in like within 500 meters of the property mm. i just care that it's not going to land on my you know mm. on the property mm. 
you know i don't i don't care that someone has has put planning permission in in the last 10 years for something that is about four miles away i just care that i can move in at some point because i would quite like to live in my own space because you know cabin fever living at home it's all a bit crazy Mm -hmm. so sorry mr you know survey man stop sending me all this fucking shit it it makes no sense to me i think you kind of took this thing about jesus times and the thing and you kind of it kind of somehow got back to you hating people doing surveys (laughs) on your property that's what i'm guessing it seemed like it ended up there but that's where they all started. That's where the surveys would have begun. In Jesus' times, someone was like, hang on a minute. You... <laughs> yeah. You know what? Is this ceiling all right? Who <laughs> <laughs> built... Did you get planning permission for this? Did you... You got your certificate. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. I'm saying, find a piece of vacant land and let me build on it. And just don't build it too close to the sandy land. Don't build it close to I... the shore. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Sandy land. The problem with this country is, if you do that, some dickhead probably owns that land. Yeah. It doesn't matter where it is. Someone will go, I have a claim to that land. You owe me lots of money now. Well, okay, people, we are going to get into the episode. But if you've listened to Why? season one, <laughs> season two, and one episode of season three, then you know what we're doing. You know that this podcast <laughs> is partly about One Tree Hill, but mainly about our friendship. Um, Dom, right, you know this. I think I might have said it on the podcast. I'm going to say it a little bit quietly because my window's open. But our next door neighbours <laughs> built an extension. Really annoying. Do you know why? Because hmm. the extension lasted six months. Do you know when it happened? Two months after our baby was born. So what does that mean? We had a newborn baby sleeping in our bedroom. And where were they doing the extension? Right next to our bedroom wall. Yay. Building work. <laughs> drilling. Loud drilling. Horrible drilling. What time were they starting, Dom? Well, in the UK, the law the law for this kind of work is half past eight in the morning. When did they start, Dom? Half seven. Many a confrontation with scary builders. Many, um, you know, heart fluttering, but I'm cool on the surface. Me going out with a t-shirt on with a bit of sick on it, and not, not, not the baby's mine, mine. Yeah, from yeah. having to have this confrontation. You know, <laughs> flip flops and some basketball shorts with holes in. Who oh. knows if I'm hanging out? I don't care at this point. I just, <laughs> I'm out there. I'm flaccid and I'm in the wind. Like what? <laughs> I'm ready for a conversation about why... There's no dick slapping going on here. <laughs> if anything, they're going, what's that? What's that? You've been eating a what's it? <laughs> chewed a tiny little, tiny little thing there. What is that? Is it broken? <laughs> why is it so discoloured? <laughs> is it meant to be crying? It looks a bit like a tortoise's face. What's wrong with it? Oh, oh it's okay. It's gone back in its shell. <laughs> anyway, anyway. So this... Um, wait, so wait. Much, quick, so much dick chat. <laughs> quick, quick detour. Quick detour. Hang on. I'm going to come back to this story. What Quick detour. Um, when I started my first job, uh, where, where I met my wife, uh, this is maybe the week before maybe the week after i'm not sure but very i just started this job and i and my parents took me to 
shopping to buy me work clothes you know i was only i was only 22 uh buying me you know like suit trousers and you know horrible patterned oversized jumpers and things you know anyway i get out of my car and um i'm walking in in into work into the office this is like an office job and as i'm walking in i see like i was working with like old women essentially like people near retirement age they were lovely but um i was like waving to them as i was walking in and uh and as i'm walking in this is like half eight in the morning i feel a little wind and i look down and my dick's out (laughs) i'm not joking (laughs) like i don't know how like i just my flies were obviously open um, social worker on the phone <laughs> when, when I, my flies were obviously open and then i i used to wear really baggy boxer shorts like back in it i don't know if you remember but i went through a phase of wearing extremely baggy clothing like um it was just my thing and uh I, so i must have really baggy boxer shorts on so and men's boxer shorts have that like little opening so it's easier for you to pee you know like you know unzip and pee i don't know i must have got dressed in a rush i don't know but i just looked down i was like oh my god you know zipped up i I don't think that they saw but it was lucky that the wind struck because otherwise that's what i felt i felt a breeze and i was like oh my god <laughs> so there we go imagine if that was your first meeting with your now wife imagine <laughs> <laughs> like how how differently things could have been <laughs> it's like people going look at that sort of social leper in the corner with his dick out over there. <laughs> what a fucking weirdo who hired him? <laughs> uh, well, you know, see before you buy, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, right. So this, this this building works. Um, It was a real pain. Like they've built like, like quite close to our house. Like it doesn't attach to our house, but it's like really close. And we'd ask them if they could not do it so close and blah, blah, blah. This whole thing. Anyway, they've just finished... And um, I sort of had a look. My wife and I had a look from across the street. And they're, they're super big on planning permission here. has to be to the T. You know, you can't go over. If you go over, it's a big deal. Like, they'll make you knock it down um, and start again or knock parts of it down or whatever. Well, guess what, Dom? They went three bricks higher, like as in three brick rows higher than the plan says. And that's quite substantial. You think about what a brick is, right? three brick rows and that's attached to because we have a we have a party wall these are like linked detached houses and linked detached means like the garages attach you know or garage mm. might attach to the side of the house and then new house garret you know um but uh yeah they've attached this to our shared wall and it's a real big fucking deal it means that they may have to knock it down like not the whole thing but knock all of that bit down it's going to cost them money and i am going to fucking love it <laughs> because they caused us six months of shit and pain and suffering while we had a newborn baby and i asked him not to do it i said could you i you know all kinds of things very reasonable but yeah so i'll keep people updated reported that shit with glee motherfucking yeah. glee oh Fucking, let's hope so. I, I just don't want it to cause more problems for you in terms of noise and. Oh, we'll take that noise. You know, 
I will take that. <laughs> it's still a victory. Fuck you. <laughs> I wouldn't normally be so petty about it, but it's like they're super rude about it as well. Like they they gave zero shits. Like that we had a wow. baby and all that sort of stuff. So it's like yeah. But right, okay, on to One Tree Hill, my friends. So I wanted to start, as we have been starting more recently, with some Patreon shout-outs. That's right, Dom. I used to message Dom every time we had a new Patreon member, but now I think it's nicer to do it this way. I can't remember a last episode where we didn't have names to call out, which is super humbling, super grateful. Thank you so much, everyone. Uh, You know, this has gone way beyond anything we'd ever expected, so yeah just thank you so much yeah very much appreciated and i, I loved doing the shout outs yeah it was that was a big surprise that you said we would be doing more shout outs so yeah bring them on wow who's who's upgraded from pigeon to raven today a couple of non-pigeons a couple of raven elites we have coming in at junior varsity michelle michelle you just became a raven and also in junior varsity Billy with an IE at the end. I think that's important. Let's make this right. Billy with an IE. Does it change how you're going to pronounce it? I was going to say Billy IE. I love it. I love it. Let's do that. (laughs) Billy IE. You've just become a raven. IE. And then coming in at Hall of Motherfucking Bane. (laughs) I'm talking lead the league in points assists steals you made it to the hall of fame you're about to be inducted because you did it you had a career you were successful you did coca-cola adverts you did endorsements and now you're in the hall of fame baby jay Jay, welcome Jay, you just became a raven. <laughs> Important to say that that's Jay with an E as well, that's J-A-E. Oh, J-A-E, you just became a raven. Hall of Fame. Ooh. <laughs> welcome, thank you all for signing up, that's so fantastic, like, that's fantastic news, I love it, and hopefully, you know, you can join us on watch-alongs and get the extra content and stuff we're going to do we need to talk about that actually we need to talk about when we're doing our next bonus episode because we want as many people as possible that are you know within that structure to be able to join us and talk to us about one tree hill and their thoughts and how ridiculous house buying is and how ridiculous you know neighbors extensions are and anything (laughs) you want to talk about because that's what we love Uh, and it's so important that people get that that's um this is part of it as much as we're talking about our houses and whatever it's that's our community like when people that come on the watch along know like we are we're enjoying spending time getting to know everyone all of our ravens because it's important and this is more than a podcast this is a community we're friends like people can reach out to us they want to talk about things we have what um we're calling a shit list and if you want us to add someone onto the shit list um then dom and i will you know take a shit next to their car in a car park um dom will put them in headlocks and i'll sing travis at them um we can put their their mothers in headlocks um for competitions what else can we do to people that have wronged our ravens dom 
um, any of the multitude of things that has happened to you in your life. <laughs> we'll build an extension as close as close to their bedroom as possible and make so much fucking noise doing it. But we'll keep it. It'll within... be a piss poor extension as well. <laughs> it will be like we've made it in Jesus times. Yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about Jesus times too then. You know, as that. We'll have absolutely no, you know real historical backing or information at all you know we'll just talk we'll just freely talk about stuff we know nothing about Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) i love that i i love that we'll just tell them nonsense absolute nonsense uh we can prank call people and do that like live on the podcast (laughs) we'll do it as part of a watch along feature (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) yeah i love that so you know back back to the the slightly more serious message though it is uh, important it is a community yes and we're here we're here if you want to talk yeah reach out i I had a a few people actually add me on instagram as well like started follow me i follow back on the raven oh on the your yeah yeah yeah. on your personal yeah on my personal account so that that was nice it's nice to people do that and people can message me on there as well i have absolutely no issue with it if you want to drop me a message if you want to say anything if you you know if you're fed up of talking to Simon, you want to talk to me, that's not a problem. <laughs> but um, yeah, we're all about the love and we're all about the, you know, the, we haven't mentioned it for a few weeks, like not properly, but the, the high flyer stuff and the, the talking about kind of the, the deeper meaningful and the things that, that our experiences and the things that keep us ticking really and building on, on that and making, you know, mistakes, work out for the better or learning from them or you know being able to share them that's kind of what it's all about as well and and actually if people want to share their experiences and and talk about you know things that might not be great for them at the moment or anything difficult or they don't have an outlet and we might be that outlet great that's that's what we're all about you know we just we just want to just want to help don't we we just want to help and be silly it's kind of exactly almost go hand in hand don't they (laughs) they do and uh, I've made tons of mistakes in my life. I was just saying to Dom before we were recording, actually, that I'm looking forward to eventually, obviously, these characters are going to get older. Like, he knows this, this isn't a spoiler, because it goes on for nine seasons. And there are stories and things that we haven't been able to tell because it's not relevant. Like, I mean, I know we t- people might be saying, but what's relevant about Jesus times? Firstly, everything. <laughs> but secondly... <laughs> I get what you're saying, but I'm I'm saying as in in relation to the show, they're in their adolescence. So a lot of the stories we're talking about fingering on dance floors and when you know you almost got um, you were being followed by those guys when you was at college. You mm. turn around, you know, stories like that. It's kind of relevant to what we're talking about in the context of the show. But there's a lot that we can say, you know, if they start working you know and and in jobs and things like that that is more like our early adulthood and transitioning through so i'm looking forward to when we get to to things like that but yeah we're we're always here for the conversation i heard a really good thing i i read can you call it reading a book if it was an audio book how do you this this is that famous philosophical question isn't it is have you read the book if you've if you've heard someone else read it to you Mm. um so I, I don't I don't have an answer, but for for this we'll say yes. We'll say you've you've you read this book. 
I yeah, I listened to this book, <laughs> which was Green Lights by Matthew McConaughey, and Matthew McConaughey narrates it or reads it, and it's so good. And I, if people are gonna read it, listen to it, whatever, I suggest you listen to it because he tells it and does impressions of the people he's talking about and everything. And he's so sort of eloquent and has a great voice for it anyway. It's it's awesome. It's it's at, I think it's my favorite book that I've ever heard or read. I don't I don't really read. Um, I like I like it because it was like it was a seven hour podcast. But the one thing I'll say about it because it's like written so well, I had to keep hitting the fifteen second back thing sometimes because when it's conversational, you get those punchlines and great bits of knowledge or whatever. But they come in and out. But with this, sometimes it was like back to back to back. And it's like, wow, that's a lot for me to handle while I'm like walking my dog, you know. But anyway, <laughs> it's called Green Lights. And the whole point of it, and it's, this is said in the first chapter, so it's not spoiling anything, is that in life, we have events that are red lights, yellow lights, amber lights, whatever, and green lights. And, you know, red, it's something that, that puts a stop to something. Amber, it's like, you know, sort of in between, like an interference or whatever. And then green lights are a go, you know, good moments. And it's about saying that whatever those red lights and amber lights are, you can turn them into green lights. And that kind of is like what we do on this podcast is you can think about a mistake that you made, but you can usually always find uh, a way that it's helped you, whether it be that you've learned from that mistake or it helped guide you into something else. So it's generally helped you just become a better person because you can't expect to go through life with all green lights and be uh, it's just not going to happen. Like You need red lights and amber lights to 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 sculpt you to make you to so you experience and learn and uh and this book is basically about matthew mcconaughey's green light green lights red lights and amber lights it's so good and it's like and when you think of it like that it's like you can think of things that you've done and think how you turned it into a green light and then you can leave it and move on and i think that's kind of what we try and do with the high flyers club yeah definitely it's it's take that you know bit of knowledge or that bit of experience even if it's a uh, an issue for someone or an issue for us that we haven't quite got over yet or seen past and it's but it, everything is is an experience isn't it and and you build on it you know hopefully some people um that take those i suppose as you're explaining those red light moments and uh, and like kind of can't get over it or can't see past it they're they're the ones that aren't you know uh, are more difficult to turn into a green light and and might need a bit more discussion or you know just work around moving on from it and and sometimes you know we have those moments you know ourselves don't we and and we might talk or like voice note each other (laughs) um separately and just say oh this has been really crap and i don't know what to do and you know even if it's something that's completely unrelated to anything podcast we just we, we talk through stuff and we try and help each other out and come up with solutions or you know have you tried this have you tried that or oh, i've had that happen to me before and this is what i did and you know it didn't quite work when that happened but try that and it's kind of what it's about isn't it it's, it's about building that not just for for you and me simon it's for everyone that's listening you know and hopefully some of the bits that we talk about on like i was listening back to our episode last week and we're talking about adoption now i i know like very little about adoption other than the, the story i told and that's uh, you know an experience of someone and and how it worked for them and you know you talked about your experience with um 
adoption you know from your parents and and kind of how it's worked for them and how they came together and all of that and it's you know there's all these little stories and little nuggets and it it will hopefully resonate with people and people will go actually uh, you know I, I like that bit of advice or i'm going to take that little segment and and try it out and give that a go and that that's the reward isn't it for us I, that's that's the the kind of buzz we get out of doing this mm, yeah totally i think at the beginning I used to feel guilty about not getting into the One Tree Hill stuff as much. But actually, as we go on, I kind of unapologetically love what we have. That, yeah, we talk about One Tree Hill. And yes, we relate things to it. And that's what we all have in common within our community, that we're watching this show and that we love it and and you're new to it. But it's about the relationships and about the us going through the human experience and that no, every, we're all flawed and that but there's beauty in that because the beauty is in the learning and in the progressing you know so yeah i i I think that's great i think it is great (laughs) well i have one last thing this is one tree hill related um before we get into this episode is that we had a comment on our finale episode that i it only just came in a couple hours ago so i didn't respond yet and then i thought actually maybe we could respond on the podcast um so it's from jay our friend jay who you know she's been on the podcast she is the colonel you know when (laughs) she's she's the backup colonel jay okay back up a little bit yeah i'm not scared of you when you're not here (laughs) 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 um well i'm i'm sure she won't mind me reading this because and then we can we can we can talk talk about it Uh so uh she said a bit late on a bit late on this and uh there is so much to say but thank you to harney we appreciate you to harney you know that bubble and squint designs hoodies t-shirts they're on they're on the merch store (laughs) thank you to harney about having Haley's back so this is what we're talking about dom okay here we go (laughs) finally someone on my side of things you can't expect her to just tell the tour that the music tour hey i'm having problems with my husband can you please put a pause on the tour till i get it fixed she went around it in the wrong way for sure but no fuck you Haley's needed laugh out loud (laughs) so firstly I, i i think this is important because um i've received a few messages about things like this uh, especially from amber amber you know what's up um and yeah and and uj and and others and other people as well and i'm sure there's a lot of people that haven't written in that feel this way that feel like actually Haley is fine you know she she did what she did and she's entitled to go in and chase her dream etc etc now i don't want to speak for both of us so i'll just say what i think but i feel like you you're gonna think the same but we'll find out i thought you're gonna say i don't want to speak for both of us but i will anyway (laughs) (laughs) and start by saying fuck you hate now i'm joking (laughs) i i think the she's entitled to go after her dream and get all of that totally and and nathan should be in support of that and i think when she left nathan was being immature giving her the ultimatum and all of that Uh, but he rescinded on that quick like he regretted it and like was chasing after her to go back to the apartment and she'd gone you know it was he was acting out of emotion maybe she was acting out of emotion when she left 
but the point is is marriage is is for life and marriage is serious that's like a that's different to a relationship and different to an adolescent relationship and then you so you could argue that they weren't ready to get married but if i went and to leave my my wife to go on a tour or to go wherever while we were arguing while i kissed another person it's like there's just levels of selfishness to me that no she she made a bad choice and then she but she continued to stick with it and she has so many opportunities for outs like she doesn't need to uh, tell the tour to to stop or to pause or anything like that she i feel like yeah she should leave it the same as if nathan went to high flyers under these circumstances he should also leave it and he should wait and stay because the marriage needs to be primary above everything else and then once that is functioning everything else can actually go on top of it because that then becomes the foundation you know where it's healthy i mean that's just my opinion what do you think dom yeah i'm i'm of the in the same boat really um i think we've kind of said this on a couple of previous episodes is that going for your dreams is really important and and don't give up on them don't give up on them if if you think they're achievable or you have the means to achieve it you know don't don't drive yourself to uh, an edge of like destruction or like insanity if if it's something that's totally unachievable just just you know edit the goal just change it slightly but uh, she had a dream she had a goal this is what she really wanted to do great but there's a there's a right way and a wrong way of doing things and the the way Haley goes about preparing for this and getting it all set up and getting out of um tree hill is all you know very wrong and she's committed to something and it's a long-term commitment it's not a oh you know what i fancy getting married this week um don't want to be married next week you know it's not it's not as easy as that. I completely appreciate the the being on Haley's side and people kind of seeing it from Haley's point of view and that she needs to follow her dreams because I get that as well. I think that is so important and it, it, and is a must, is a definite. You've got to try these things. But it's all about communication. It's all about understanding. And if she'd said to Nathan at any point, I really want to do this, will you come with me? I have no doubt that he would have been like, yeah, yeah, let's do this together. You know, and the issues with Chris might have been averted, but at the end of the day, she still kissed another man. And it, that, that's something that's going to be very difficult for Nathan to get over, surely, and see past. Because, you know, even in this ep- the episode that we are talking about tonight, the record was played. You know, the the Chris Keller Haley record gets played at the beach and uh Peyton does it as a you know a basically a fuck you Haley to her face you know um and then Nathan appears and he just kind of like brushes it off and it's it's all a bit tense it's all a bit awkward but she's created that situation no one else mm. yeah no I agree and and I again I think well, I can speak for both of us in saying we both really like Haley like as a character mm. Bethany Joy Lenz is an actress she's great it's just it's just those moves and yeah but i also respect people's opinion that are differing you know this is the whole great thing about tv shows and movies is they can spark these conversations and yeah so it, it we we respect other people's opinions we just 
we have dom and i happen to see eye to eye on this i mean we actually tend to see eye to eye on most things <laughs> apart from the you know a rating here or there but, yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah definitely I, I think we have a lot of uh similar world views hmm. so yeah for that's sure. not a bad thing not at all my man not at all <laughs> well shall we move into this episode well i was gonna say as it's just us two i would quite like you to pick where we begin because last week i chose and it was just us two and this week it's just us two again um and thought maybe maybe you'd like to pick a character to start with okay um, what yeah sure what about what about Haley? okay that's as good a place as any isn't it tell, tell me about Haley, simon tell me what uh what she gets up to in this episode and your thoughts and feelings <laughs> your, deepest, your deepest dreams well it's about a German tourist. <laughs> oh God, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, Haley, she moves into she's moved into Brit's apartment, so we have that. She gets like six foot, as as Brooke says. So it's, this is a one bedroom apartment, so they're sharing a bedroom. Uh, Brooke has decorated it really really nice and sort of put her own spin on the apartment she spends some time with with lucas which is nice it's like we've got that dynamic back so it sort of feels like we're we've got some of them season one vibes like you were saying in the last episode and the one before that it feels like it's kind of reset to to sort of season one dynamics she approaches nathan in the gym i I figure i'll just go through some of the broad strokes and then we'll sort of dissect it she approaches nathan in the gym Uh, she doesn't know that he's back he hadn't told her that he's back from high flyers nathan's consistently giving her a hard time throughout it i guess we can talk a bit more about that when we cover him there's some good comedy moments when she goes to dan's house looking for nathan and he just plays off that he's not there and uh, just sort of having fun at her expense. That Dom edited together and edits together now, you know, every week, the highlight video from our watch along for our Ravens, ravenshoops.net. And uh, you had some great reactions to that part. Like you enjoyed <laughs> all of that, right? You love that stuff. Oh, just anything with Dan really being being like that is brilliant. <laughs> There's great moments. Uh, So all of them will be on there for all of time. If you're listening to this in 10 years' time, they'll be available there for you. Uh, Does that freak you out to think that someone in like a decade's time might be listening to this for the first time? Yeah, I I was going to mention this earlier, but it's it's kind of strange to think that we might be in season nine or at the end of season nine and someone is just like starting or decides to, to start up, you know, join the patreon or something like that you know it it would be so strange to think that yeah our voices and our opinions are going to be out there for a long time (laughs) so much content i would love it as a patreon like that would be my favorite thing there's like so much content on there so yeah awesome so yeah she does that she she has a bit of a rough time with Peyton so the whole episode is coming to the crescendo of them having like the end of summer uh, like uh, bonfire party at, at the beach and uh, Peyton's just not not giving her an inch really um, yeah she 
approaches Nathan again at the end and basically you know they need to talk and Nathan's saying look I'm I'm not ready for you right now like you can you should go about your business do what you want to do I don't know when I'll be ready for you and she is getting frustrated she's like but I'm here and I love you why can't we fix this and he's like well it's gonna take time and then she finally gets it and then at the end basically says well I'll be here and that's kind of what she just needed to say. That's the, what she needed is that um, I will be here when you're ready. And that was the first time I was like, okay, all right, she's getting it. She's back. Let's go. Okay. Because that, yeah. So I probably missed a couple little bits in there. Oh, Tim wanted her to play <laughs> When the Stars Go Blue, as you said. And he'd say he would do the Chris Keller parts. And Nathan comes in and throws his guitar on the fire everyone loves that and he's like oh nathan's here <laughs> and just sort of runs after him um <laughs> uh, i mean as sort of details go i feel like that's pretty much it i mean what what was your what's your perspective on Haley in this one like how did you feel about her i like she has uh quite an interesting journey in this because it it is all about resetting and it is i, th- I genuinely think this season is okay, we need to get back to season one kind of vibes and and sentiment because um, season two maybe didn't quite work as well, Uh, you know, on reflection. Because I think season one was was very good. Season two is is definitely uh, lacking in some episodes, but there are some good episodes in season two as well. And season three seems to be back on form to, 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 you know, consistent with season one. like we said before, Nathan and Lucas aren't getting on. Dan's, you know, everybody hates him again and is trying to divorce him. <laughs> They're trying to divorce him. Haley is now potentially entering tutor girl mode again. Brooke is being her, we said, loose <laughs> self, but, you know, is, is conflicted because she, I think she really does love Lucas, um, but is finding that difficult and difficult to... It's the fear of getting her Peyton is back to being fucking miserable again. You know. <sighs> Peyton. God, I <laughs> so, hate you. So obnoxious. <laughs> um, even your birth mother hated you. She chose drugs. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. You <laughs> uh, cat commented on the highlight video of the watch along and <laughs> commented your quote of saying um, dom quotations <laughs> i as in you i like drugs more than i like pain <laughs> and mean, you hate drugs I, i've hate never drugs. tried any you know but dom's I'm... never had a cigarette do you know like things like that <laughs> are watch along exclusives we had a whole talk about drugs and if anyone had taken drugs or not taken drugs, and these are things that don't get recorded and don't. <laughs> this get is where we're going to call you all out. <laughs> no, this is this is these are the things that don't get recorded and don't get put out for people to hear in ten years' time. Um, you know, and some people had, some people hadn't. We can say that you hadn't, and that you uh, you haven't even had a cigarette in your life. No, nope. um, you know, if you want to find out about mine, that's too late, baby. Gone. gone in the wind only those 19 people know don't tell anyone that i had never done drugs in my life go on Dom. you never never not once <laughs> um but yes i have never touched even a cigarette there you go moving on 
Please move on. <laughs> Back to Haley. So Haley, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I the the fact that she's in this like small tiny space with Brooke, I think she's going to become like Brookified. I think you've kind of touched everything, and it is nice that she's building that relationship with Lucas again. Her and Lucas actually have the nice, really touching moment at the end where it's arms around each other. They're kind of happy again. And and there were moments in this episode where I'm thinking, this is it. This is kind of the episode where they're going to get closer together and it might end in a little kiss. And because, you know, Lucas has the option to go skinny dipping with Brooke and he looks over and he sees Haley, and he's like, you know, give me 15 minutes. Let me go sort her out and I'll join you. Um, no, and he's like, you know, like, kind of this is where I need to be. And they're talking about things. He's got his arm around her and he's like, you know, this could be the start of a beautiful, you know, friendship again. And it's, you know, that's a really nice moment. She, she's sort of smiling and laughing. I do, however, feel like I said a minute ago, and this is a new phrase I've coined, is that she will become brookified. And the, the brook that we're seeing now I think is going to be like cheerleadery. So we're going heading back into school. So maybe even from the episode we see tonight is back at school. Um, and like episode three, I mean, and it's going to be cheerleadery. I think Haley's going to be like talked into being a, a cheerleader. It's going to be a way of getting closer to Nathan and, and kind of being at all the games and being, being a presence. But I still think that this process of them getting back together, and they will get back together. That's that's my prediction. But it will it will draw out for season three. We're gonna we're gonna there's gonna be ups and downs. I think Nathan is gonna potentially have something with someone else. Maybe even Peyton again. I'm not sure. Um, and Haley's gonna find that difficult. And then I think maybe Nathan will find it difficult seeing Haley with someone else. And then it will be okay. I think we need to you know get back together kind of moment i think that's coming but you know way down the line um in terms of this episode Haley, like her progression and, and the kind of character that she's going back to it feels like she's going back to what she was so i think the she has a choice now doesn't she when she goes back to school with tutor girl and and this is exactly what nathan you know lays in front of us pick music pick school pick you know something and focus on it just don't focus on me and i think she's going to do that and i think it's going to be the school element but with these changes okay <laughs> we will we will see my friend i'm not sure there's much else to say on her in this episode I, she's trying to redeem herself and i think that's a good thing she's trying to mm. You know, build those bridges. She said, "She says, God, I haven't spoken to Peyton for like ages because Brooke has managed to completely redo the, the apartment in less than a night, which is just outrageous." But you know, okay, well done. Um, <laughs> and she's like, oh, "I haven't spoken to to Peyton in like an age. I need to like talk to her." Tries to talk to her, and Peyton has her own issues, and is and he's using that as an excuse to not be very nice to well anyone really, but you know, particularly Haley because. Haley left and left people in a you know sad situation in a in a sad way kind of it shows her impact as a character doesn't it and like and on these other characters because they all missed her when she went and they weren't even particularly mm. good friends and, and now it's like oh you're living at Brooke's place wow who'd have thought that would happen and 
you know, oh, you're really good friends with Peyton and you didn't say goodbye, so she's really upset. And Lucas is now like, okay, we're going to mend our relationship. And Nathan has just had this torment for all of season two. So it just really shows her impact on everyone, mm. even Dan. Mm. Yeah. Uh, oh, the, such a creepy bit when he's like, call me dad. So, <laughs> so unnecessarily creepy, but, but like, well, like, well played. <laughs> Paul Johansson is just the man. He is yeah. just the man. The more we go on, the more I'm like. I mean, I always, I've always loved him. Like Tahani, he's like been he's he's up there as one of my favorite characters. So to have like the prop that's his is just like extra. You know, it's like extra weight to it. Mm. But um, okay, you choose a character. Uh, let's let's pick a opposite number then for the episode with. Uh, who I think is Brooke. Okay. So let's go with, we'll go with Brooke, right? Yeah. Tell us about it, my friend. Well, Brooke um, has the interior design and capability of an, of a, of a Greek God. Uh, I just, do you remember changing rooms where they would do it in like 45 (laughs) minutes with like Lawrence Llewellyn Bowen pops in with like handy, Andy. And it's just like, (laughs) Andy, Andy. Yes. (laughs) Andy, Andy! Yeah. My gosh, that's so funny. Like, there's such a British thing. There was this, there was this show called Changing Rooms where they'd literally have like a two-hour window where some, there someone would sneak someone out and they would just change the room. They would just like change the wallpaper because it was the nineties and everyone had wallpaper. And, uh, <laughs> you know, it was like, Carol, Carol Smiley used to present it. That's it. <laughs> and they would like present the person with the room like as a surprise at the end and they would always love it but there's like a, there was a couple classic moments that they were like oh boy I th- you've I ruined think, um, my house Lawrence Llewellyn Bowen who is like this interior designer is really flamboyant and has like loads of like outlandish crazy ideas and I'm sure he did one that was like like cow pattern on oh, someone's dear and someone's whole like living room and they walked in and they were like what the hell have you done this is dreadful and they had to change it they had to like basically change. put it back to how it was <laughs> it's great like, but, but they ungrateful bastards <laughs> yeah come on you're british be polite just smile and grimace at the same time wait till they've gone and have to pay handy andy on his day off to come and fix it <laughs> And when you're selling your Jesus time hot, <laughs> you can you sell it with one nice room. <laughs> well, right. Well, um, yeah. So sorry. Continue. Yes, she's done so, this immaculate job overnight. Absolutely, and uh, she kind of season two. The end of season two, she's actually like displays how intelligent she can be. She she even has a few moments where she's like does the quote at the beginning of the episode and there's some funny ones where she goes like someone once said and it was like an obvious one it was like who he said it and then she's also done like oh like the bit from jfk at at the end of an episode with like where she's been in off felix and becoming the class president and all of that but here we've we've it's like we've lost some brain points we've dropped a little bit and i don't mean that in a nasty way i mean that in a they've they've made the character a little bit thick again like peyton even says it and says oh you'll be repeating the year ha 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 as a joke you know because it's the last time they'll do it before they become seniors like the the beach party before they're seniors um and 
like she even says to Haley, oh, wearing the ring is like a total aphrodisiac. Like guys will love that. And she's like, oh, I only want it to be an aphrodisiac for one guy. She's like, oh, you got a new guy? And it's like, it's fucking obvious she means Nathan. You know, why are you, why are you playing dumb all of a sudden? It's, it seems very strange. And she does it a couple of times throughout the episode. And I don't really know what's going on with her character. And it made me kind of think, I don't like this side of it. I also really, really don't like the playing the field thing. It's so annoying, but it, yeah. and it and it's so done as well. And and they they talked about like Peyton for the whole first season basically calls her a slut the entire time, which is horrendous. And then the 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 second part of like the beginning of season two, she's like open relationship with Felix, and then it's like mm-hmm. nice, okay, close relationship with Felix, and it's you know they're working things out and they're getting closer, and she's becoming this brighter, better happier intelligent you know young lady and it's and it's nice it's nice to see but it's almost like an immediately it's an immediate 180 turn around we're gonna go back to that and i I really didn't enjoy her in this episode at all Mm. that might be a very unpopular opinion but no 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 i think i agree i agree with you i think that's yeah <laughs> you said it. You meant it. I agreed with it. But I mean, like even, even like right at the beginning, the right? Door, the boys' names on the, the door. door. Yeah, I knew you was gonna say it. But yeah. please, like, go, no, no, tell us go. about the door. Tell us about uh, the door. It was. It was just kind of like these are the boys I get, and these are the boys you get, and it like Peyton wasn't in the mood for it, and it, Peyton should have just gone. Oh fuck off stop writing shit on my door it's weird i don't like what you've listed all these men on my door and you know what's going to happen lucas is going to come around or nathan's going to come around or someone's going to come around and they're going to see all these names on the door and they're going to go what's this and go oh these are the, all the blokes brooke can sleep with and these are all the blokes i can sleep with and they'll be like oh plus anna and it's all going to be like what the hell what like why have you created this is that it just makes no sense it's like bullshit it's it's all it's all like vanity based for her in this episode and it, it felt very strange. It was like all the muscly lifeguards, you, you know, have come and I'm going to dance between both of them and I'm going to go skinny dipping with them and it's just... Yeah. Yawn is so boring. I like... <laughs> fuck, fuck this bit of the episode off. It's just absolute... What a waste of time. Like literally, like Lucas going up to her and saying, yeah, I'm the one for you, was brilliant. Just fucking smash it in her face. Like right there on the beach in front of all the meatheads... I'm the guy for you. You'll figure it out soon enough. And you're so, and then she lit up and then it was like a moment of like clarity. It was like, Oh, okay. Yeah, definitely. I, I kind of see that. And she has that little cheeky grin and she has that grin as her and Haley walking away. And it's like, they're friends again. I think we could be together. How wonderful. But where was that? The fucking 40 minutes before all of that, it was just bollocks in my eyes. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Hello, Malcolm. All right, okay. <laughs> it's all a bunch of bollocks. That was, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, no. I agree. I can't. I, hey, I can't argue with you. I, I think that. I, could you imagine if when Lucas walked over to her on the beach and he's like, "I'm the one for you, Britt Davis," and she looks down and his dick was out. <laughs> he just didn't know, and he's like, "Oh no, there was no breeze. I didn't know. I couldn't feel it." <laughs> I couldn't feel it. I couldn't feel it on the flames of the bonfire. Oh, <laughs> Tim runs over. There's a wiener to put on the fire. Then it'll burn cool. Uh, 
no yeah i agree man i think i think that's that's right on i just to say on the names on the door we said it on the watch along but our boy narion the ravens guy his name was on the board and i have to shout out marine who uh you know everyone knows marine at this point come on <laughs> everyone knows marine is dangerous <laughs> she has aggression and violent tendencies no, um, and uh, but it was marine screenshotted that to me like months ago like midway through season two or something like a few weeks after he was on on the on the on the podcast so that was cool i think some of that was just played for play for jokes really oh why do you get dave Grohl and this, you know all of that but i will say that there are a couple t-shirt worthy you know the iconic one tree hill moments in this episode one of them is those doors Oh, that is no. iconic yeah yeah it is even on ebay you can buy i'm assuming it's stickers there can't be doors but it can't i have google alerts for ebay alerts sorry and google alerts for if one tree hill if one tree hill props come up that's how i always know if there's a piece of the river court up there or whatever just in <laughs> case you know suddenly they put up you know i don't know what would i want anything but the, you know uh so but yeah, that comes up a few times. It's like not really like replicas, you know, either replica doors with this stuff on or I'm guessing it's stickers that you can put on your own door. So that's one and then the I'm the guy for you, Britt Davis, that's like a a classic. Oh, okay. One. I thought it was gonna be something more like towards what Brooke had said or something like that, but it's something that Lucas said, so that makes sense. That's fine. That's acceptable. That's acceptable use of T-shirt worthy information. <laughs> I will just say, um, so look, we we've been talking about drama queens a lot recently. I'm just gonna, I'm barely gonna touch on it, but I'm just gonna say that in a couple of weeks, Dom and I, Lex and Liz and Michelle. So we're talking about you know the Trinity uniting Ravens in gold. Come on, if we're if we're in Olympic times right now. Throw on a gold medal on Dom. Throw a gold medal on me. Throw a gold medal on yourself. Because you're listening and you're a raven. Pigeons. Doves get thrown at the Olympics. We'll just have pigeons at ours. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And Rivercourt. Tree Hill Talk. We're all coming together. And we are going to discuss drama queens we're gonna have a whole separate episode just talking about it dom obviously hasn't listened but what's going to be good about it is we can kind of give him the gist you know give him what's been happening uh and we're going to talk about it because there are some conflicting opinions uh well i know lex's opinion because we talk to her quite often uh i'm not so i don't know michelle or liz's and i know mine <laughs> <laughs> And I like it. There are just some things that, that that should be said, I think. Fuck it. One of them is that they never talk about Chad. They never talk about Lucas. And I know that they're doing it because, well, Sophia's Bush has like a... Sophia's Bush <laughs> has a history there. That's exactly what you just said. <laughs> Get well, out on a fucking t-shirt. <laughs> 
that wasn't <laughs> what I meant. I will write that one myself. So, honey, put the pen down. I've got this. Tahani's <laughs> not going to put that on a T-shirt. <laughs> Sophia, they won't talk about Chad because Sophia's bush has a history. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Oh, that your wasn't words, my what friend. I meant. <laughs> Stone oh, in the snow. That wasn't what... I- that wasn't what I meant. Um, she had Sophia Bush has a history. Yeah. So I get it. I understand. Oh, come on. Get over it. You still, oh, talk, about, you still talk about the character and the actor. Come on. I they understand talk that about, there's a history they talk, there, but come on. They talk about the character a bit. A <laughs> I'm, bit only, I'm kidding, but, by the way. That was a joke. That was a joke. I'm, I'm only being silly. Yeah, they're going to come for you. You're talking yeah. about the Crusades. <laughs> it's about yeah, exactly. to be Jesus times for you, Dom. There's my head on a stick. <laughs> Freedom. <laughs> yeah, basically. On Earth Braveheart. Oh, it's Mel oh, same thing. Fuck you, Mel. Yeah, oh, yeah, actually, yeah. Good point. <sighs> Bloody Mel. Can someone remake, can someone edit together and remake the original Lethal Weapon films with a new, with someone else's rigs? Who, we who, would be in... a good ri- who would be a yeah. good rig? Who would be a good rig? So we're putting in this place. I, for some reason, thought that you were about to say Jude Law, and I was going to say that's the oh. biggest fuck you to the character Riggs. Like, I if hate I want... Jude Law. If I, I wanted a plank Jude of, Law. if I wanted a plank of wood playing Riggs, then yeah, fine. Okay, I'll put Jude Law in. <laughs> I Until hate that, Riggs. I'm not Riggs. I hate Jude Law so <laughs> I... much. Yeah, I'm not a Jude Law fan at all. Not a Shave fan. your head, Jude. You've you've had the Alan Shearer Island for about twenty years. Just let it go. Jude Law is good in a couple of films, like the the Sherlock films. The Sherlock films. Seen he, them. He's okay in, um, and maybe The Holiday. He's all right in The Holiday. No, Other I than that, seen that, like have you ever seen AI? Oh my god, dreadful film. And he's just saw it at the cinema. Yeah. Oh, you poor boy. You I, poor must boy. Misbehaved. I must have misbehaved that week. You My dad's something. like, right, let's go. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to ruin your life with this film. <laughs> anyway. Jude, Jude Law sucks. Now, who, who would be a good who would be a good Riggs? I don't know who's got that sort of strange, weird oh, You know edge. who would have been like the ultimate Riggs, but, you know, rest in peace. Heath Ledger would have made a great Riggs. Yeah, definitely. I actually agree with that. That's a good shout. That is a very good shout. That doesn't help us. No. I'll have a think. I'll have a think. Someone like... What about... Needs to be someone that's a bit dangerous. You know, a bit like... What about someone like Chris Pine? Is he the guy from Star Trek movies? Yeah, he could work. Or is he a bit too... Is he a bit too straight-laced, maybe? Sorry, go on. Sawyer? Sawyer from Lost? Uh, Yes... I know who you mean, but I don't know his name in real life. Joshua Holloway, I think his name is. Nice. Okay, we'll okay. work it out. People, <laughs> send in your suggestions for who could play a good rigs, and we could. And someone must be able to like Photoshop. Not it wouldn't be Photoshop, would it? Like Tahani, I think you could do this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, how much experience have you got with a lethal weapon? <laughs> it's only Photoshop. four movies. Come on. <laughs> nice <laughs> um right what were we talking about uh how much we didn't like brooke in this episode yeah but wait hang on there was something what what led us to lethal weapon mel gibson how did we get to mel jude law how did we get 
from Jude Law. How did we get to Jude Law? Because we were saying replace my Gibson because my head was going to be on a stick. Because Why was, was your head going to be on a stick? Come on, we're crusade. almost there, we're almost there. Because there was going to be a crusade against me for saying something yeah. about drama queens. About, yeah. oh, get, oh, over Chad. It. get over it about Chad, yeah. Yes, <laughs> we worked it back. No editing <laughs> needed. We got it. That was good entertainment. <laughs> right. Look, I get it. But they, I feel like they could talk about him a little bit. Otherwise, they can't do an entire nine-season podcast and not talk about the protagonist. The like, main character, yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like... Uh, well, anyway, my point uh, is is we're going to do a whole do a, episode talking about it. I'm going to do a podcast about Batman, but never mention Batman. It just makes no sense. Do you know what I mean? Bruce who? Yeah. <laughs> so, Let's uh, talk Alfred, about Robin. Alfred the butler, right? <laughs> It it's tough. I get that it's tough. Well, I don't get it because I haven't been in that situation. I could imagine it being tough, but if you've signed on to do a podcast about this show, you'd think, well, you know that you're gonna you're gonna have to do it. And I figured, I actually figured they would address it. Like maybe it'd just be like in the first episode, even or the second, just be like, hey, look, people know in the public eye we have a history why is that funny (laughs) hey remember when you married chad michael murray (laughs) and then like a season later he left you like imagine that coming up a podcast what's wrong with you (laughs) you (laughs) (laughs) well look it was a red light we turned it to a green light it was a learning (laughs) moment this is a good moment (laughs) no but right there there could be it, you could what i'm saying is you could control the narrative by bringing it up yourself like you could just say look we have a history um you know i wish him all the best you know even if it's you know not sincere like you just say look i wish him all the best blah 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 but look well, i'm here to talk about this from an objective point of view and i'll talk about his performances you know and i'll kind of leave the behind the scenes stuff you know i won't talk about that stuff with him because I don't want to visit that part of my past, you know, but I'll talk about his performances and, you know, his talented and all those kind of things. I think, yeah. Considering how much screen time the other actors that are on the podcast had with him, so Hilary Burton and Bethy Joy Lenz, that there's, there's, there's absolutely no way they couldn't discuss him at any point. So he'll have to come up in the next couple of episodes if he hasn't, you know. Well, they, they do talk about him, but they just don't like... They don't really talk. Yeah, they're just kind of like, oh, and Chad had to do this, and then that's it. You know, they don't really talk about any of the other stuff. And I I just, yeah. But anyway, look, we'll talk about all of this on the separate episode. And uh, yeah, so if you're interested in what we think about drama queens, and we're interested in what you think about drama queens as well. Something I will say is I won't miss an episode. I'm listening to it every week. I think it's really interesting. But what I also will say is it's taking me longer to listen to the episodes. Like, as in, when it was first coming out, I was on the day, bam, bam, bam. This last one, that they come out on Monday. What day is it today? It's Wednesday. Okay, it's not been that long. <laughs> <laughs> I listened to it yesterday. But I, I, the one before that, I was like five, six days before I listened to it because I had other things coming up that I wanted to listen to. Like, mm. I listened to Lex and Matt's Excellent Adventure that came out after it before listening to it. Like, as in, 
uh you know and that's a great podcast it's our friends on there but i you know it's more that it's becoming less urgent for me to listen to it um and people have messaged me as well i i, I haven't listened to any of it but people have messaged me and said hey do you know what you were you were kind of right about it being like the dvd extras kind of thing it's just their behind the scenes moments and that's great that's great having that that podcast it's not it's not going to be the same content as what you know we're going to go through because it's you know one guy that kind of lives by one tree hill one guy that's never seen it and working our way through it isn't it and it's going to be completely different but they're going to have some great insight you just hope that they cover you know everyone yeah in the the same in the same detail at least in the same detail and it might just be me feeling that way because he is my favorite character and favorite you know performer in it so it's like you know him and paul johansson but it's like so it's like oh i want to hear about that stuff because that's what i'm in into it here for but we'll get to all of that it'll be really interesting um i hopefully i will uh i'm, I'm thinking of uh, to, sending you some segments dom like i'll listen to like a 10 minute segment and then be like cool dom listen to these 10 minutes because it's spoiler free so you can get like a little flavor for it you know yeah please do i'll uh, be more than happy to to listen to it it's kind of gives me a bit of prep time for for that podcast as well because it <laughs> i mean we've done a few episodes now with um like listen michelle and lex and I, I i'm like the only one that goes in blind so i suppose that's okay but hopefully um i'll have a bit more to talk about i'll hook you up man i'll uh yeah i'll get some <laughs> I'll, I'll give you some time stamps but right okay so um i would just say on brooke that uh so there's a few other things right she does the skinny dipping she does all these other things and this is the whole thing is this open relationship like you said uh yeah it annoyed me too it annoyed me too um but i think that she's doing it to protect herself right because she got hurt before so she's trying to control the the situation so that it can't happen to her right there's there's just one line that really kind of bothers me about her well, I mean, it all bothers me about her in this episode, but right at the beginning when ugh, she's talking to Peyton and it's like, I thought we were being like smart President Brooke. And she's like, oh, that was so last season. I'm being fun, crazy Brooke or something like that. And it's just a complete revert, isn't it? A complete 180. She might as well have been in the back of someone's car with a top off again. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's how it felt. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I I think she'll she'll heed those words uh, i think the reason those words are t-shirt worthy is because she is going to pay attention to them and they are they are going to be you know uh it's going to be a poignant moment and hopefully a a point of change what are, are the words that lucas says in terms of i am you know the one for you yeah yeah for sure so i, th- I think in the next couple of episodes we'll They'll be working on things, just those two. Okay, let's close this relationship off a bit. Let's just have it us two. Let's just take it nice and slow. I want you to be in the box of paint and stuff. Yeah, right. <laughs> Burn it. Put it on yeah. the fire with a guitar. But, uh, yeah, with Tim. <laughs> hey, should, should we go on to Peyton? Because she had quite a bit to say in this. I, I, will, I will just, just to put you into this... Uh, two things that came up in from the Drama Queens episode of the one that just ha- happened that, that I think you'd be interested to know. One is that 
um, Hilary Burton said that they recast the dad character because, so we have a reason, because the studio or production or whoever thought that her and the and the previous actor were too flirty on screen together. T- Tammy actually messaged me this yesterday because I think she listened to our episode and was like, and we were discussing it and like, oh, like maybe he had other contractual obligations and this, that, and the other. And she was like, they've just mentioned it. This is what, and that's crazy, isn't it? It's mad to mm-hmm. think. And do you, is that? Do you think that's genuine? Was Hilary Burton like saying, yes, we were very flirty? No, she was like, it was crazy, you know. Um, and yes, no, she wasn't like with that. She was like surprised by that. And then um, Barbara Allen Woods, friend of the show, um, mm. who... Before that is. <laughs> <laughs> she said that she got a note from production because she went, she said she's quite touchy with people. And uh, with James Laffey, she's, when she was like talking to him or whatever, I'm guessing on screen or whatever, she used to like put her hand on his chest and he'd be like, oh, my baby, you're my baby boy or whatever. And she got a note from production to say, we'd like it if she had stopped touching his chest. And then it made her be really like, oh, like really sort of self-conscious of that. Had that come from James, though? No, 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 no. Like came from like the producers or whatever. Just saying, stop that from happening. It looks too weird. Yeah, basically. Wow. Um, And then one last one. And this one might shatter you a little bit, Dom, or you might love it. I'm not sure. (laughs) Barry Corbin, Whitey got mentioned. Oh, don't ruin my hopes and dreams well it's i don't know how you're gonna take it well she said by his barbara allen woods she said that one time uh she felt a little something under the table you're such a liar i knew i, I knew. swear and you sit oh shut up and you as soon I'm as not... you said barry corbin you were gonna make something up because you do this thing you do this oh, thing no, and you're like oh, no, i can't I'm wait sorry I can't wait to play poker with you because you do this thing where you look down slightly like this and then the bullshit appears. I'm sorry, man. I'm not I'm not lying. I'm serious. I swear it. I, I no, I swear it. On People Luna. will back me up. I swear on Luna's yeah, I, life. I, I, but I don't know if she's telling the truth. I'll tell you what I'll do. Because <laughs> you're when, not telling the truth. No, no one we, will say anything I'm, bad about Barry Corbin. I will just have you. I'm not saying it's bad. When we get to the watch along, which is in like 30 minutes, <laughs> I won't say anything. You, I keep my hands up. I won't type nothing, and I'll say someone that's listening to Drama Queens tell Dom what happened with Barry Corbin. I swear, honestly, I'm telling you the truth. I, I'm being serious. So she said that <laughs> at a table. I'm serious. She said at a table, she felt something under the table. Right, and they were like, "What do you mean?" She was like, "Like, like an advance, like a, uh, you know, are you interested in a, in something romantic, kind of, you know, a touch?" I'm not sure if she meant like a hand on her leg or something. Um, and she said it was kind of like a, you know, uh, no, thank you. But then having to be careful because want to keep the relationship professional and whatever because they've still got to work together and whatever. But yeah, there was an advance of some form from Barry. Well, the thing is, is we don't know if he was married, right? She wasn't saying it as if it was from a position of abuse. I mean, I don't think so. I think she was kind of saying it as from a... 
he tried it i'm not interested i don't know if he was married if she was married it obviously made her feel uncomfortable uh but it wasn't like it didn't sound like she was saying he did it she said no and he kept persisting or that it was but you know uh abrasive or anything i don't know i mean it's i mean she said no and it's not into it I mean, I guess the the question would be if he had done it to like one of the younger members of the cast, or if you know, I mean, it's sort of fortunate that it's Barbara Allen Woods and she's like independent woman and she's older and so she, you know, she's she knows what she's doing with if it, in regards to being able to say no. I mean, I don't know. What what do you think? It doesn't excuse it. No, it doesn't. Excuse I'm not, I'm not it, trying to make it? excuses for no, him. I know, I know, I know, I know. Uh, I mean it. It's good that it's Barbara Allen Woods and she's exactly like you said, she's older, wiser, won't take any shit. She feel, even talking to her, she feels like that sort of person. She's she's not going to be the kind of person that will back down on things or is afraid to say no. It's disappointing. But you believe me now, right? Oh, I'm, I'm starting not to, lying. I'm starting to believe you a little bit. It's very disappointing, but if if that turns out to to not be true, then I'm going to drive to your house tonight. It is true. Well, she said it's true, and I believe her. And to, I'm going to for it to be true. So. I'm going to drive to your house tonight, and I'm going to go to your neighbor's house, and then I'm going to make loads of noise in their new extension. <laughs> as long as you disturb them more than us, then that's, that you're doing a service. That's a bonus. Uh, it's uh, yeah, it's sad. Um, they had a whole discussion about it, about how it's difficult. There's these difficult, horrible pressures that are put onto women. But I mean, yeah, I mean, at the same time, oh, hello, Luna. <laughs> oh, Jesus, barged in the door. Hello. <laughs> She's like, let me yeah. in. I mean, it's it's not no, it's not good. It's not nice. Uh, and he must be like what twenty, twenty five years her senior, if not more. Yeah, I would have thought so. I was gonna say about thirty years older than me. So there, there you go. Well, Keith, what slab of beef? <laughs> I, d- I don't really well, know what to say about Barry Corbin other than let's. Well, uh, I kind of want need time to process. I need, it. I need other people's judgments to come through as well, like what they think of it, and is, is this is it said in a way of he's. Is he a bit like predatory? Is you know, was it? A, oh, you mean a you want to hear like other people's opinions of him? Do you mean that like, yeah. know him like from set and stuff? Yeah, because now he's now he's in a he's in a grey place for me now. I can't. I can't. Yeah. Yeah, I can't. Like that's love. actually a perfect way to put it. When I heard it, it was like, oh, I don't know now. Yeah, I don't know how I feel. Like it's like I need. Yeah, it's like the 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 other. Uh, women on there didn't say like anything like as in any experience or anything but they didn't not say you know they didn't really say anything so yeah okay let's let's wait and find out some more on that hopefully and and see what Mm -hmm. what happens hopefully hopefully nothing because nobody deserves to to have that happen to them as we've said many times before but okay we'll leave him in the in the big old grey area of you could be a complete bastard and we hate you or actually you know you're okay <laughs> it, okay just as a just as a um hypothetical if he was the same age let's say it was i don't know he's the same age 
let's just imagine Craig Sheffer, right? Let's imagine he, him and Barbara Allen Woods are like the same sort of age. They're both single and, uh, and you know, he kind of like, I don't know, sort of gives her like a uh, an indication, let's say, uh, like a footsie or something under the table to be like, you know, you're interested or whatever. She's like you know yes no i mean it, are we in the same territory is this like not good you know or are we saying it's like you know where is the where are you calling the borderline here uh, she's she's in her like 30s at this point isn't she like mid to late 30s yeah like roughly around there right so yes. she's a uh you know older actor that is you know appears to be perfectly capable of handling herself if it's an advance in terms of i like you maybe you like me maybe we could you know try something out then and and it was a uh no thanks i'm not interested and he backs down that's kind of is that what you're getting at that's kind yeah, of yeah like you, you're sort of saying it's the intent behind it, it it's you know if the intent is like I'm in a position of power here. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm... I'm. Do you know who I am? It's that kind of moment. I'm Barry Corbin, I've, or whoever, you know, like, as an example. I... Um, it, my biggest worry is if he's if he's done it to people before and if he's done it to any of the younger actors. That's the, mm. that's the concern I now have because that is unforgivable. Of course, of course. Mm. And it's not... And in no way are we saying any, you know, this is acceptable, but I guess we're saying we want to be, we want to find out what it actually is, because it could be something where it's innocent, where it's like, well, <laughs> I mean, you're punching, Barry, you're really <laughs> punching. You're, yeah, definitely, definitely punching, you know. <laughs> I don't know if that's an international phrase, but punching above your weight means that you're uh, you're going for someone that's you know out of your uh, league. Yeah, out of your league. Yeah, um, but it might have been something where he's thinking, you know, I'm single, you're single, what's up? Uh, but it could also be, and and the intent behind it is to see if she's interested. Yes, she is interested. No, she's not interested, <laughs> and and we're done, right? But or it could be sinister, like you're saying. So I think it's the intent behind it. Yeah, we need more people. We need more things. So investigate, yeah. people. Investigate. Yeah. Okay. So I think that's done with Brooke. Uh, should we talk about Lucas? <laughs> yes, I think Lucas has um, an interesting episode. He uh, is on a beach without flip flops on. Uh, appears to go absolutely everywhere else with you know sandals or flip flops on, but not the beach. The one place mm-hmm. where he could go. How ridiculous! Um, the, this is the, the we talked about the relationship with Haley. We talked about the Brook bits. They're all really important. He kind of goes and has that chat with Peyton as well on the beach and, and tries to like boost her a little bit. And uh, he's the one that also sees um, Ellie, Ellen, Elspeth. Ellie, yeah. No, you had it. Elizabeth. First time. Ellie. Elsa. I can't think of any more L names. Um, sure. Um, and uh, Eloise. And um, he sees her, you know, potentially buying drugs and from someone in the street, some random, and tells Peyton. Peyton 
like reacts to that and goes and gives her the vial of like this is what I used to put my cocaine in. Like, okay, great, stop crying about it. Um, and, I put uh, my cocaine in a fucking vase, you amateur. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Just Mommy's like, home. <laughs> pre pre rolled dollar bills. Like you want one. <laughs> <laughs> We just use Benji's up in here, Peyton. Get my cooking spoon. Um, right. <laughs> Pass us your belt, love. Oh, fucking hell. Anyway, uh, I, I actually think that's going to be um, that scene, what he's seen, that exchange. Because she didn't get the chance to explain, it's going to be like definitely misconstrued so it's not it wasn't a drug purchase or something like that it was something else or you know she's it's going to be something i can't quite figure out what it is but i'm not sure she's she's necessarily buying maybe she needs medication she can't get it so she has to trust someone to like get it for her and it looks like a dodgy drug deal but it's actually like less um I think sinister is probably the right the right word, like than than what what is being made out it is. But we'll see. We'll find out. You know, if it is a drug deal then, you know, what a weirdo. But I think she's clean. I don't think she'd go back there. I think it's gonna be, oh, that was my uh sponsor. He was the geese in the street is my sponsor or I'm his sponsor and that we were just handing off something, but they were a bit nervous about it. I was giving them their like three month uh like clear key ring and they're really proud about it, but we did it in the middle of the street rather than, you know, in in the, the privacy of, of our AA meetings. <laughs> when you've taken drugs for so many years, the only way you know how to pass someone something is discreetly. Yeah. You know, you're <laughs> yeah. actually just passing him a pocket-sized Bible, but it was just, it's has got, to be hand-to-hand. It's got know? to look like a drug deal. Because <laughs> that's what you're used to. You exactly. Know? So Lucas has seen that and has shared that information. So I think that's going to be a lost in translation. That might end up coming back to bite him in the ass, but it also might be, uh, thanks for giving me that information. This is actually what it was. Uh, I hope him and Haley continue to have, build on their relationship. And this episode in particular was the, the Nathan competition. And it was like, oh, you're back. When he sees him at the river court, it's like, you're back. Um, uh, I take it you're still pissed at me because Nathan reacts to him very negatively and quite badly. And he says he literally makes their friendship a competition. He says, OK, uh, if, I, if I win, we're not friends anymore. And Nathan literally wipes the floor with him. It's like it's yeah. like Lucas is actually Chad Michael Murray and has zero idea how to play basketball <laughs> in this moment. It's it's awful. It's pretty dreadful. They talked to, they talked about that on the podcast. Oh, did they? <laughs> they said about how he was a football guy, not a basketball guy. But you know that hoop from the River Court that's in a museum in Wilmington. Oh wow! So we're going to go visit that. I'm nice. going to lean over and touch it. I wonder if Laura, Lauren was going to Wilmington, wasn't she? So I wonder if she's. To I see think that. she's going in a couple weeks. Yeah, Lauren, lean over and touch it. See if you get tasered or not. <laughs> Test out the security. Like better you than me, Lauren. Right? <laughs> I'm just like, we love you and everything, but you know, just test it out. Let me know. Let us know how it goes. Yeah, love that. <laughs> Should be going love that all the way. Kids just doesn't love that. <laughs> <laughs> Must have been a big dog. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Right. So. uh Okay, 
Peyton's dad, Kevin Kilner, great actor. Love him. He has a great big... Um... Hang on a minute. Have we finished with Lucas? Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> 14 minutes. I know, I know, I know. I just want to say that, that Lucas' is, is scene with Nathan was really important because then he goes back to the river court and gets him to come to the party, like convinces mm. him really to come to the party and try and reconcile with Haley. And he says, I don't care if you don't like me act however you want but kind of don't treat Haley this way and that's that's what he's getting at. I love that and you know what I loved about that as well he said look if you mess around with Haley, I'm gonna hurt you yeah that's a Keith that's a Keith line from season one when they play the uh basketball game and Keith sort of joking around when he's like none of you give me your best or I'm gonna hurt you it's kind of saying as a joke but I like that because that's what he's grown up knowing like Keith has been his like male role model you know so mm. it's kind of and well, to you is actual father, you know, so it's the, you know, it's the kind of, I, I liked that it. it was like in tune. And I really love Lucas in this episode. Like, mm. There were times in this where I really was like, this is how I would feel and how I would act. Like I could really identify with his character, especially when Brooke's doing all of that stuff. And he's just like, yeah, but I'm the one for you. Like, I love that line. I love the way he delivers it. And then it's like, have a good night, guys, or whatever. It's like, he's so confident with it because he's just being real. He's just being true to himself. And and that was almost like the nail in Brooke's coffin with, he, he, he basically says, I'll see you when you grow up. It's it's almost yeah. it's almost that moment, isn't it? It's, he says, have your little fun over this summer, but you'll come, you know, kind of, not in this cocky way, but it's kind of, you'll come running to me because you'll realise I'm the guy for you. So like I'll mm. see you when you grow up is that is that exact sentiment to me I think in this episode. He has a great yeah. scene with Karen as well. The the woot and the what what <laughs> that she's she like what I like he goes she goes like what's woot and he's like um like yahoo. Yeah. <laughs> and uh yeah, what, what? <laughs> Lay off the hip-hop. I love that. It's so good. That was a great, I, great we, moment. We don't often see Karen doing comedy moments. And if we just stick with Karen for a second, she has a great scene of tension when Dan comes in where there's like dark comedy in there. I'm going to say and, it now. Uh, My favourite yeah. scene of the whole episode. Okay, talk to us about it. It was perfect. It was absolutely perfect. Everything about it. From him walking into the to the cafe to her chucking him out at the end brilliant what a great great scene she came alive for me in this episode she is this is the karen i want i want this karen forever be mine karen (laughs) say it one time for the people karen (laughs) (laughs) i want this karen and i want this karen permanently she was great the the sarcasm the oh yeah I'll get your coffee I just spit in it first you know the the you know the, if someone was trying to kill you let's hope they do a better job next time or they should have done a better job you know that kind of sentiment is just so cutting and so harsh she's just fighting she literally I mean sorry for the 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 kind of weird pun but she's fighting fire with fire with like with Dan and it's just like you know what I didn't try and kill you. But whoever did, they did a shit job because they need to do it better next time, you know. And it's just her in that scene is fantastic. Him trying to give it back is also great. And the whole, um, you know, her being like sick in her mouth when he's like about the kissing thing. And oh, it's honestly, his, his great. His line of though, uh, yeah, that was a reckless mistake. 
kind of like Lucas. Yeah, I've written that down as like my favourite line of the whole episode because it's such a good line. I was just their sort of on screen chemistry is like an untapped mine at the moment, isn't mm. it? You know, because y- y- we have their arguments and we have the brief moments, but there's always kind of someone else in between. But now that with them just together, it's it's great. I actually really like it. We've only had the brief moments in the in the dealership where they've had a, either a hug when um, he saved Lucas's life in the car accident or her launching something for a window. So it's it's kind of like the two extremes. But this was great. This was actual dialogue between them. I really enjoyed it. More of that, please. He he is kind of great in just every scene with every person he's in. He kind of like... It's not that he steals the scene, but he kind of just has this presence. He's just... I, I I hope we do get to have him on the podcast again because mm. it's like there's more that what we can both say to him now. You know, it's just like you are just the man. You're just the king of this. Um, just, yeah. Th- just to touch on Lucas again very quickly, he he did have that perfect balance of okay, I'm gonna. <laughs> he kind of deals with Dan at the at the beginning, doesn't he? Dan kind of says something, and he just doesn't. He's kind of not. He doesn't react to it. He just sort of stays out of the way. We then have everything that's going on in the middle, like um, all the stuff with Haley and building that relationship, the kind of warning Nathan, but, you know, treat her right or I'm coming for you. I don't care if you don't want to be my friend. It, it's restoring Lucas to original Rivercourt Lucas, isn't it? And I'll say season one Lucas is Rivercourt Lucas. And, uh, you know, the beginning of season one. And he's he's got back to that. And, and that's that's kind of where he belongs and where he fits. And that's what's really mm-hmm. good. Then we see the, the scene right at the end with him standing by the bonfire with Hayley. And Dan has the flashback. He crushes the glass with his bare hand because he's an absolute fucking monster. But also... <laughs> He's having like horrendous flashbacks and he remembers it as Lucas. But this is all just his mind playing tricks on him because it wasn't Lucas. Lucas wouldn't do that. Hasn't got the bottle. I don't think he would have done it. I think I still I said Nathan last week, didn't I? Mm-hmm. I kind of think it's got to be like a surprise. Someone that's chucked in that's like reappeared like Keith. But I'm still going to go with Nathan. I'm still going to say it was Nathan that did it. Excellent. And people were saying on the watch along, why is Dan there? Well, that his promenade from the back of his beach house, that's where they're at. So he was just going for an evening stroll with a whiskey. It's fine. <laughs> but the, the divorce is, is very much on the cards, isn't it? So he's probably out of the house again and into the beach house. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of... Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's like, it's innocent. He's just gone for a walk and there's a fire and a ruckus and there we go. He's probably um, trying to work I... out who's, whose door, whose list he's on. <laughs> oh god right and then we have to talk about peyton so peyton I, I we don't have much time to talk about her so i'll elaborate more in the next uh, podcast episode but douchebag peyton in this episode i know she's got stuff to be upset about i get that treats her dad like shit not necessary i hate the way she cracks the record i hate the way she says broken record don't you think i wanted to say who paid for these records? Who paid for this roof over your house? Who paid for the the food in your stomach, Peyton? You privileged, obnoxious douchebag. <laughs> With a scrawny chicken ass or, or like ch- chicken ass or whatever he says. 
Um, I love Larry. New Larry so much. Kevin Kilner, you're the best. Yeah. And you're the worst. I can't stand you. What, I can't what, stand you. What I really liked about him as well is right at the beginning, there's a can of Sunkiss next to him when he's fixing the lawnmower. But he is using yeah. the, the ratchet, the little wrench, so quickly when she approaches and she's like shouting. like And you can tell that's building up that level of tension. And that's how pissed off he's getting that she's like screaming at him uh, across the yard. And it's just like, you know what? Fuck you. <laughs> But he, he does a great job in this as well, of controlling it. What really annoyed me is that that isn't the definition of a broken record. The whole point of a broken record is it skips and you hear the same thing over and over again. But, you know, smashing it against the fucking wall, you're... She's an idiot. Just saying it. He's, he said it. <laughs> he did. I have nothing good... I have nothing but good things to say about Peyton. I can't believe you said Shut that. Up. But she she is as we would say in the uk a mug <laughs> she is a mug you mug <laughs> but um and yeah ellie's there played by cheryl lee good stuff good stuff good stuff um she it's has building a, it's building it's building she has a scene with uh larry doesn't she yeah and that's a good that's a good uh it's a good scene um, she kind of calms down. She kind of sees the point was that she tried to see Peyton, but Larry had to make the decision. My head, mom had only just passed away. Her biological mom, Ellie is a drug addict. So he had to make a decision that was right for her. So, you know, so there we go. Tim has some hilarious moments in, in and around this. We'll talk about that in the judgments. If you enjoyed this episode of the podcast, and we sincerely hope you do, please help us out, support us, ravenshoops.net. Why, Dom? Because basketballs go through. Hoops. But they also go through. Nets. Ravenshoops.net. Patreons there. You can support on multiple levels. We appreciate that. You can also hit us up on social media, Dom. At Ravens Podcast on Instagram or at the Mighty 90s on Instagram as well. No. And all the Mighty the Ravens. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> all the links for all of that stuff is below please rate review subscribe we haven't had a review in a long time people's help us out say something nice we appreciate all of that share it with a friend someone that loves one tree hill someone that doesn't love one tree hill whatever we're just happy for the listeners and the interaction we appreciate you all let's go into judgments dom Nice and fast, my man. Who is your favourite performer of this episode? Um, I'm going to say Moira Kelly. Uh, she had a fantastic episode, um, delivered her lines brilliantly in in both the scenes she was in with, with Lucas and with Dan. Loved it. What about yourself? Excellent. I am going to go with Chad Michael Murray. I thought he was great. Um, and you know what? People don't talk about him enough on podcasts, so I'm going to. Don, <laughs> who is your favourite character of this episode? Uh, I really want to uh, shout out Tim. I want to shout out Karen, but I think uh, Lucas is my favourite character of this episode, probably for the exactly the same reasons that you're about to pick him as well. So who is your favourite character? Lucas. Yeah, there we go. Lucas Eugene Scott. Okay, <laughs> who is your favourite background performer of this episode? Uh, there was a girl on someone's shoulders on the beach, and she was like, eh, dancing around, so she stood out to me, so I'm, I'm going to go with her as my favourite. Yours? I'm going to take the girl that Tim asked to go if she wants to go skinny dipping, <laughs> and uh, he said, he's called skinny dipping, but do you want to do it anyway? And she said, I'm pregnant, you moron, or something <laughs> pregnant, like <you> idiot. that. <laughs> so i'm gonna go with her favorite song of the episode um right okay so i actually picked we are all on drugs by weezer but i'd just like to shout out tim's song of who wants to swim with naked tim who wants to get drunk and have sex with him 
<laughs> it wasn't sung like that, but that's, that's how I'm singing it. That's really funny. I'm going to choose Weezer. We're all on drugs. I just thought it was funny timing. Also, uh, they were saying on Drama Queens that Brett Claywell, who plays Tim, basically improvised pretty much all of his scenes and his lines. They basically just said, just do what you want. Just be yourself. (laughs) Yeah, so he probably improvised that, which I think is hilarious. Favourite line of the episode? Um, It's got to be, that kiss was a reckless mistake. Kind of like Lucas. I like that. That's a great one. I'm going to say on the man for you, Britt Davis. I like that Mm. one. It's a classic. But I'll also say honourable mention to... Oh, Nathan, he's not home. (laughs) (laughs) So that's time to go to the precious, precious, precious rating. Have you got a number in mind, Dom? Did you have one before the episode? Increase, decrease, all of that stuff? Yes, I had a number. It stayed the same. What about you? Exactly the same. I think we're going to be the same this week. Ready? I'm ready. One, two, three. Eight. Eight excellent we don't need to talk about it let's talk about ravens on free and what accent are you going to go in or we're just going to keep at this really fast pace really fast pace i really like that okay uh shall i do the count or do you want to do the count i'd like you to do the count okay you ready ravens on three one two three ravens ravens (laughs) 